Hi. Welcome, patrons. Thanks for uh, pledging your support. This is the DVD chapter by DVD chapter podcast for while you were sleeping, while you were casting. It's me, your host, Megan Tripp, and today it's a previous guest from Not Another Bad Movie podcast, Ross Weissman. Hi, Ross. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, having some work done on the house, so running around like a crazy person. How about you? Fantastic. Yeah, uh, I've just <laughs> been sitting in my room quietly watching this movie, so uh, equally busy day. Yeah. <laughs> so had you ever seen this movie before today? Uh, no, I've like heard of it as just a generic reference of a rom-com, but no, this was the first time I, I don't think I'd even seen a clip or anything beforehand. So this is really, uh, uncharted territory. <laughs> what did you think? What are your first impressions? I thought it was cute. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it's very, uh, just a very generic rom-com for the most part like the fact that the opening credits start with that song this will be like i knew that okay i know exactly what i'm in for (laughs) um but yeah i thought it was cute um of course the last line actually you know i shouldn't reveal the last line of the movie because i don't want to spoil it for uh (laughs) future podcast episodes right but of course that's how the movie ended right it couldn't end any other way No. Yeah, this movie was the first movie to use. This will be... uh, Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah, it started here. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Then good job, movie. (laughs) And screw you, all the other movies. (laughs) Yeah, take that, Shazam. (laughs) Oh my god, it's in Shazam? (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Cool. Uh, That's the um, latest movie that it's been in. There's been like yeah, is eight it... movies and I don't remember what they all were, but I do remember Shazam because I was like, that's not even a rom-com. I don't even remember them using it at all. That's so weird. Like, I bet it was like a, a whole, get it, we're being ironic by doing like an exciting scene, but using not exciting music. Like, Possibly. Good job. I'm, th- I'm so confident that that is what happened. <laughs> I will bet money. No, I won't. I will, I will bet one of your patrons money. <laughs> All right, hear that, patrons. Uh, figure that out for us, because <laughs> neither yeah. of us are gonna watch it again. <laughs> um. So today we're doing chapter five, meeting the family. Um. Yeah, a pretty I crucial you... scene. Yeah, you got a good one. Thank you. Without <laughs> even knowing which one you were grabbing. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I can do these dates, and sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I gave you the wrong, like, time codes for this, but uh, basically it starts um, with Lucy in the um, hospital room with the doctor and ends with Saul asking to go to the pharmacy. Great. Great scene. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. He goes to the pharmacy to get um, nitrous. I think. Yeah, for yeah. Um, Graham's heart. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so after this fateful day when she rescues him, um, she doesn't realize that the reason she actually now has access to see him 
uh, is because uh, someone overheard her talking to herself saying that she wanted to marry Peter. Yep. And um, now she gets introduced to the family who comes in. So it's his sister, Mary, his parents, his Graham, and his godfather, Saul, all come in. Everybody who's anybody is coming to (laughs) see what uh, uh, Peter is up to in his coma. Yeah. Well, everyone except Jack, his brother. Uh, Oh, yeah, of course. I'm like a little annoyed that I ended up choosing a scene that had no Jack because I just want to talk about Jack. And, (laughs) you know, uh, I'll return for a later episode and we'll talk all about Jack. But that sounds very frustrated that I, I have to just talk about fucking uh uh peter gallagher in a coma (laughs) what did you make of peter gallagher in a coma (laughs) uh he's he's doing a great job um i will say i think uh yeah like he's fine it's like this entire movie feels weird because it's just sandra bullock is just looking at this guy and then just serendipitously becomes really ingrained in his life um and is this the scene no uh like there it's a couple scenes later where she has to where she grabs all of his belongings and rifles through them yeah yeah but like his family seems nice like it's they're a very generic family of just like the dad being like oh man like i can't believe this is happening and and just the mother just being a a pile of tissues Uh, like uh uh yeah like i that's uh i guess those are the big takeaways though okay the one big thing about this scene is so the scene's about like six five six minutes or so and there's this constant music underneath of just kind of very generic like playful music to kind of give the impression, uh oh, Sandra Bullock's in over her head, but it's just for like six minutes, like the most unmemorable uh, Hans Zimmer music, just like, and it did not make any sense for this scene, like after 30 seconds. Yeah, it's the hijinks ensue music to let you know that hijinks are ensuing. But it's also like hijinks music when everybody is just sitting quietly in a hospital waiting room. Like it's not even uh, like, oh, all these people are rushing around them and they're in the middle of the big city. They're all just sitting and just trying to come up with any conversation. Yeah. So at first, um, the family all hears that um, she's the fiance and they, they start being hysterical that they didn't know that he was affianced to anyone. She does try to say no, but no one's looking at her. And um, then the cop comes back. Or no, one of the other doctors comes back and says that he she can't be there. Oh, yeah, the baby face doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the dad says she is family. And I'm like, she should be family anyway. She saved his life. Like, I feel like that should get you yeah. to family status, right? <laughs> I mean... And also, I have never met somebody that worked in a hospital that when somebody is like in dire a dire situation that they don't bend the rules at all. Like, 
who the fuck cares about the family-only rule, especially if these people are actively talking to Sandra Bullock and, like, there's they he uh, uh he has a big ass hospital room so he can fit an extra person. Yeah, usually it's only two people at a time, but it's a huge oh, room, yeah. and he's in a coma, so it's not like you're gonna overwhelm him or get in the way because he's already like hooked up to everything, and they're not doing anything to him at the moment. Yeah, I also don't get how comas work, so I'm just like, I guess this all works. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I looked at the IMDb um, goofs, and they said, like, he should definitely be intubated, and he isn't. And I'm oh, like... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't I even guess, think... Yeah. yeah, he didn't even have, like, a um, like a nose thing to just give he, him he more direct oxygen. Thing, oh, he does? Oh, okay. I was just... And I, they were like, I, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I was, eating, I was eating breakfast, so I, was, I, I must have been distracted during the nose close-ups. So that's my bad. Um, she manages to step away with the nurse and she asks, like, why did you say that? And um, she says, She's like, I like, heard you talking to yourself. Right. <laughs> and she says one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is, when you talk to yourself, tell yourself you're single and end the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> which is good advice. I think so. It's, like, I don't know. It's so wild that, first of all, that Sandra Bullock found herself in that hospital room, but also the crazy pressure that gets immediately put on her of like, oh my goodness, thank God that he's engaged or it, or this whole thing would have killed the the wife or something. And it's like, that's not fair. You don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, the idea... Initially, she's just, like, slightly overwhelmed at having to tell them that she's not engaged to their son. But then um, later she hears that Graham has heart problems. And so she thinks this is going to be too much for her to handle. And it's like, I mean, she doesn't know you, so she'll probably be fine. She probably also, won't I, have heart problems. Yeah, but I also think grandson get nearly getting hit by a train and falling into a coma is already more of a shock than, oh, he's not engaged to this person that we've never heard of before just now. Right. So shame so, on you, Sandra. <laughs> yeah, at this point, she hasn't actually, like, actively helped with the lie. She's just, like, not explained, and then she left. And at this point, she could, like, never interact with them again. And it'll come out eventually when she never comes around again that, oh, that actually wasn't his fiance. There was a mistake. Yeah, and they have, like, random mean lady that is his actual fiance. Oh, but, yes. oh, but that's But that, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> well, we do hear about her. Her name is Ashley Bacon, and we know that oh, the family doesn't right. like her because uh, they're sitting around together. Uh, how can you be so high and mighty when your last name is Bacon or something? And <laughs> yeah. th that's the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. So he only plays one part in his entire working life as an actor. <laughs> Just a uh, dad. Yeah. I I don't know like a ton about his... Uh, background Peter Boyle I think his name is um, but 
yeah, he's definitely playing a very similar character to that that he played in uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yep, and that's all that matters. So rest in peace. <laughs> I I don't know if he's dead, actually. I should have looked he, that up. He, he died a few years ago. All right. Cool. I mean, not cool, but hooray, I was correct. <laughs> hooray, you were yes. correct. Because <laughs> th- this movie was just long enough ago that when I was looking uh, at Wikipedia and hovering over people's names, like over half of them was like, this actor was, and I was like, uh-oh. Oops. Yeah. It's a dead, dead cavalcade. Yeah, this movie is, I think, twenty-two years old. Yeah, which math, you know, not in the not in the in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. But I guess when this movie is so heavily populated by very old people, yeah, like stepdad Jack or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's his name. Are you talking about Goddad uh, Saul? Yeah, uh, yeah, mustache. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goddad Saul. <laughs> um. Also, what's the name of the guy, her, like, landlord that gets uh, a Christmas tree through the window? I couldn't... I rewatched that scene because I was trying to figure out who that was, and I couldn't figure it out. Like, Joe Jr. The actor's name, or... Either or, because that actor said... He's Joe, and his son is Joe Jr. So, they're both Joe Fusco. (laughs) Because, like, that's the first scene that we see him, or I guess the only scene that we see him before he tries to pimp out his son, Joe Jr. He, like, does this thing that bothers me so much in movies when, like, a character will keep saying a character's name in conversation. Every single line of his ends or starts with Lucy. And it's like, we know this is a one-on-one conversation. Who else could you be talking to? (laughs) So shame on you. Sandra Bullock also. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you're not highlighting the uh, screenplay. This is literally the only thing that they've written. I I tried to find any other screenplay that they wrote. This is the only one. Yeah. (laughs) I read um, an LA Times article. Sleeping makes dream come true movies after 12 years of drudgery screenwriters frederick lebeau and daniel g sullivan strike it rich with while you were sleeping now they're a hot property and then i i couldn't find anything else they had done (laughs) yeah they couldn't figure out a a follow-up to while you were sleeping where it's just like somebody actively stealing somebody else's fiance but there's no coma (laughs) yeah they almost were sued by disney because they had a very similar um, mistaken identity thing, but it's like a ton of comedies have mistaken identity. That's ridiculous. Oh, that for you're sure. To come after them, <laughs> huh? Yeah. That's originally, weird. the screenplay was called Coma Guy, <laughs> but that's just us that we were working on it. And then, oh um, yeah, uh, the producer wanted it switched around because he thought it was too predatory if it was a man going after a comatose woman <laughs> oh i agree it was okay with that the other way around. yeah i think that's definitely like call. it's definitely better because at first i was thinking like oh um uh like this kind of feels a bit like overboard where it's just like oh this person got into a horrible accident let me exploit this but i think sandra bullock is very reluctant about it at least yeah that's what i like about this movie is like her motivation doesn't seem to actually be anything. I want to marry this guy <laughs> and like 
get all his money. She's just like, I'm lonely. I think I'll go hang out with his family <laughs> under false pretenses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows <laughs> what the motivation in this movie. Like, it's just kind of like stuff happens to her. And then, you know, uh, we can't really talk about Bill Pullman yet. But when Bill Pullman shows up, then I'm like, cool. Now the movie can start 45 minutes in. Well, they had to set up, like, why she's in this pickle and who she is as a character. I get... Well, okay. So her whole thing as a character is she gives a lot... She's very quippy to people. Um, Like, yeah, like how she goes to a hot dog stand and she's like, I'll have the usual. And the guy says, and that is... And then her boss comes up later and says, he'll have the usual, and he gets it. And she, like, does a little eye roll and basically looks at the camera, but then doesn't. So that's her character, I guess, is just slight sassy. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's more of, like, she's invisible. Like, the way she dresses is invisible. Like, she lives alone with a cat. She, yeah. Her job makes her invisible. She doesn't have a family. And then even it's the also, hot dog vendor doesn't, like, recognize her. It was so weird to me how much FaceTime and just hanging out time she was having with her boss. Because, like, so so Sandra Bullock works in public transit. And they, like, hang out several times, not at an office, just, like, getting lunch or something. And that just seems so weird to me. And it probably is not a big deal whatsoever in the long run <laughs> and doesn't relate to this scene that we're talking about today. But I'm just like, like, especially in public transit, it's like there's a dispatcher. There's not like different there. I feel like there aren't really supervisors for like different train lines and stuff. Yeah, I have no idea how that all works. Like he schedules who's going to be taking the tokens. And at one point she's in his office later on in the movie. But you get yeah. the impression that they are also friends. So she hangs out with her and her one other coworker who sits in the booth with her. And she shows up for one scene and then is never heard from again. She's in two scenes. <laughs> is is that, Oh, is that her party that they go to later? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I rescind my entire argument from before then. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> But I'm trying to... Th- yeah, so, like... So, this whole scene is about um, Sandra Bullock, like, the lie starting, and she can't really easily get out of it because of the stupid stakes that are put for her. And, like... Yeah. yeah she she could have left. Like, she doesn't have to stay with the family in the waiting room and get interrogated by Graham. But it is pretty funny because... Graham is asking questions and then like giving possible answers and then the mom will jump in and have something to say. (laughs) But but like yeah, that's that's very loose as to what happens. Like yeah, it's just kind of her sitting there being like, What am I gonna do? And then uh nothing is done, I guess. I'm trying yeah, to think of who my favorite of the the of the, the family is. Family is. Um, hmm. I I guess I would go with uh, the goddad. Yeah. Yeah, that's wait. Which one is that again? Saul. 
Saul, thank you. Yeah, Saul. Uh, that's him. I think he's cool and chill. Why Saul? Because he's cool and chill. Um, yeah, he's cool and chill. He has that cool mustache. Um, <laughs> he He's also like not a bullshitter. Like when he figures that out, he, he doesn't do... He's not like how Jack is later in the movie where he's like something fishy is going on. He's like, I get it. You were you had good intention and stuff. Let's like just let's try to be good for the family or something like that. Yeah. Also, he was in Brian's song and I didn't realize that that was him. Or he's Oh wait, no. I think he's uh, just in it. Okay. Never mind. Oh, he's the coach. Coach George Hallis. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Brian's song. Is that like I a like football ha- movie? Yeah, I had to read it in um, like middle school. And I remember I laughed for maybe 25 minutes in class because there was a character who is a real man named Dick Buttkiss. And <laughs> I couldn't... I, I couldn't believe that no one else was laughing and not nearly as hard as i was laughing and i was just like what is how like how am i the only one that's being affected by this we're in a middle school (laughs) and there's a character named dick buttkiss (laughs) that's everything when you're in middle school it's everything now still (laughs) like 10 12 years later that's still the highlight of comedy yeah imagine being named richard and going by dick when your last name is buttkiss (laughs) Yeah, you'd be like, I go, uh, I don't even know. I would just not go by Richard or Dick to begin with. I would do, I would do one of those cool middle name things. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that is probably just easier on everybody. But now I have to find out what Dick Buckus's middle name is. His middle name is Marvin. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Dick Buckus. You, yeah, <laughs> you brought that on you. <laughs> What a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we've come to the end of the scene. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) At least the the one that we'll be talking about later has a a bit more stuff going on in there. Because it's just, yeah, she meets meets the family and she's now officially stuck. Yeah. I think that's a good summary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right guys oh wait oh wait yes, one yes. one thing i for we we didn't talk at all about how much of a weird italian stereotype joe jr is oh okay yeah yeah oh wow i'm glad that i remembered that in my notes because that's <laughs> he's not in the scene though <laughs> yeah yeah at the very t- oh okay i guess the timing got changed so i guess yeah, we'll talk about I'm him sorry. we'll talk about him next episode then yeah jk everybody <laughs> so, so if that if that uh satiates you then stay tuned <laughs> yeah next week we'll be talking about joe fusco jr woo woo <laughs> and i feel the need to say it that way because bill pullman says it that way and it's the best way to say it <laughs> yeah i think that's that that's right all right see you next week bye bye <laughs>